Yes, yes, this is Mr. Controversy, and this is the infamous three-point conversion station. Keep it locked. Yes, yes, we are back inside the three-point conversion sports lounge. Mr. Controversy here. Did you miss me? Another Saturday morning with a lot of sports, a lot of sports talk, a lot of gossip. (laughs) What? Old church lady would be... Happy to hear this show today. <laughs> Juicy, as they say. <laughs> welcome, welcome, y'all, to a um, great show. It's it's a dreary, um, grayish championship-type Saturday today. <laughs> it's raining and everything. Perfect, man. You're a football fan. But anyway, like I said... Welcome to the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge. Man, I'm so happy to be here. Um, y'all don't know sometimes having this show is 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 therapy, you know, for us. You know, it's it's takes our mind off things, but then too, man, like I said, I'm not, I can't wait to get to it. There's so much to talk about. There's so much to get into. And first of all, I gotta say what's up to my engineer. What up, G? Yo. <laughs> and you already know I'm not doing this by myself. I had to call him one more time. Just one more time. Talk to my um co-host, the intellectual. He was giving me a thumbs up, said he should uh be back soon. So um looking like next week he so he was questionable, but we sat him out just to just for precaution, and we got to bring in a superstar. There's nothing better than bringing in a superstar to replace another star, and that's my man, H.O. What up, H.O.? What's happening, then? What's Saturday happening morning. Then? Dreary. Uh, a lot to talk about on this <laughs> Saturday. Uh, no golfing today. No golfing. No golfing today, so more eyes and more... Uh, opinions will be on Twitter about their college football teams and mm-hmm. things of that nature, but I'm sure we'll get to that. Um, big weekend for Atlanta sports. Atlanta United doing their thing, and Georgia possibly going to the four once again. So Stop got a lot it. to look forward to. Stop it. But, um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's, it's for the Atlanta people. I mean, yeah. we, we here in Atlanta, so we got to give them – Got to give them an appetizer, right? You know, right, some right. cheese sticks, you know, <laughs> some some some, some bo- yeah, some spinach dip. We got to give them something. Them all of that. Yeah, we got to give them something. Yeah, you know, man, something. we got to give them something, man. So look, speaking of giving you something, we have a great show lined up for you. We're talking, <laughs> my man Kareem Hunt, and we know it, Mister Hunt. We know what's going on. If you haven't heard, you need to. I don't know. Tone get a in. life. Get a life or something. Because <laughs> this is big news that came out yesterday. We're gonna get into that. If you don't know, you just stay tuned. <clears throat> also, we have we'll have to talk about like uh HO said, championship week, championship day, a lot of um, big games, 
three games in particular, I mean, anything can happen, but these three games really going to decide that last final spot in college football. Also, what's going on in the NBA? It's so weird this year. Like, it doesn't feel right. This is just, I don't understand it, man. It doesn't make sense with what's going on in the NBA. It just seems like it's a dream or something. Like, I don't know. Like, like I'm watching kids play 2K or something, 2K, whatever it's called. Like, it just seems weird. It doesn't feel right. And then we're going to talk about this Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury match. Uh, big fight tonight. See what happens with that. And then, of course, we got – oh, and we have Mr. Damian Adams coming in from the real deal with Damian Adams and the three-point conversion boxing analyst. And then we have weekend injury report with Dr. Donald Fowler. He's going to come in and give us some updates on injury reports, on injuries, and talk about how it can affect your fantasy team or just your team, you know, this period, if that's your team, the team that you like. So make sure you check us out on Level 100 The Real locally, and also we're on iHeartRadio, Level 100 WWE. Tune in, radio, radio now. Also, Facebook Live on the Three Point Conversion page. Make sure you check us out. It's time to get to these quick hits. Let's get it. All right. Appreciate Sharon Beats for the sick beats. Let me tell you who is sick. Kareem Hunt is sick right now. Kansas City Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt was released by the Chiefs after the video surfaced of him pushing and kicking a woman. But before we get into that, I'm not even going to get into Kareem and all of that. I want to talk about the team quickly. Do you think that Spencer Ware could come in and keep this train this engine going or will it be a slight downfall slight drop off uh he's been in the organization for quite for quite some time not necessarily in the tech mobile offense that we're looking at right now but he's <laughs> been in uh in kansas city before he has you know he has to step up because jamal jamal charles kept getting hurt Right. And he's stepped in and filled in before. Um, the production will drop off. Not sure if he's that back out of the backfield catching screens. I think he's more of a power runner in between the tackles and things of that nature. Keep the the uh, keep you honest type of running back uh, where they can play action pass or whatever the case may be. But this is big. Uh, you talking about a big three or a big four mm-hmm. or – you know, Kareem was a pretty much a part of that 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 explosiveness. Because you had to be honest. You had to exactly. watch out for him. And not just up the middle or not just running between the tackles, but, but even, even out of the, back, the backfield. backfield. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's going to be a drop-off. Uh, Spencer Ware is, is more of a power back, but, and he's not really known for his um, – for catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, he does have – he has – 14 catches this year, but only 53 for his career. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
so it'll be interesting to see how the Chiefs actually use him. It's probably going to be running back by committee, right? Because they have to do it. I'm, uh, they have also have Damian Williams and Daryl Williams, so it's going to be by committee. I mean, where is the name that we know? Exactly. Uh, you know, he's the waiver wire, right? For all <laughs> football players. So, uh, but it's going to be a slight drop. I think the strategy will change a little bit, but. I think where is good enough to where you have to still respect the the right. play action and uh, right, know, all right, the right. all the things that they normally do. Right. Oh, real quick, quickly, um, just came in that um, the Kansas City Chiefs are talking to Jamal Charles. I'm just kidding. You know, everybody talks to Jamal Charles every time, every time somebody get hurt. <laughs> I don't know why. And he they wonder like, does he have anything right. left? <laughs> well, they didn't use it all. He been yeah, playing he... for eight teams after the Chiefs. I don't know. Anyway, I was just playing, y'all. Moving on. Ohio State AD Gene Smith denied a report that Urban Meyer is stepping down after 2019. <laughs> Get this, though, H.O. Yesterday, when Meyer was asked about stepping down, and the guy even gave, he said, um, you know, you can, you can comment or not. You know, it's been reports that you're stepping down after the 2019 season. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts? Whatever. What did he say? Listen. He said no comment. <laughs> exactly. And I think we, we talked about this on this show long early in the in the season. Um uh, how Urban Meyer probably felt like he was dropped in the grease. Mm-hmm. He felt like he didn't do anything wrong because he took it up to the chain of command and left it alone. Right. But now that the pressure is mounting and, and, and he had to fall into grease, this is our annual Urban Meyer medical reasons for retiring for the second time. And I believe he's going to step down, in my opinion. Uh, I think Urban Meyer is just as stubborn as he can be. And I just feel like he he doesn't like the way he was treated. Mm. Well, I really, I really think that uh, <laughs> G looking funny. I think that the committee is probably going to vote them in some way so they can keep oh. Urban Meyer at Ohio State happy because college football is much better when the Big Ten is. That's going to be it, a fallout. It's going to be funny looking like, like every time he is, he's bent over at the waist. Or he looks flustered. Mm-hmm. You every know, time, every every time, we're just gonna wonder: Is he on the verge of a heart attack? Right. <laughs> you wrong. Exactly. That's gonna be his out. You wrong, man. Anyway, well, he was it. having headaches against Rutgers. Remember? Yeah. Rutgers. Come on. Like, just, no, he, yeah. He's he's gonna step down if Rutgers <laughs> of all teams. Before the Michigan game, he they said he was lightheaded. And then when they won, he said he felt great. <laughs> so we're going to see. Depends <laughs> on how they plan. <laughs> Moving on. That boy stressed. Right. <laughs> Cleveland Indians deal all-star catcher Jan Gomes. Look, they okay, they do him to the Nationals for pitcher Jeffrey Rodriguez, minor league, minor league outfielder Daniel Johnson, and a player to be named. My question to you is, now, with Nationals getting him, are the Nationals trying to? They're gonna let Harper go, right? He's not signing bad. They, it's yeah. not up to them to yeah. let him go. He's but. not. But do you think? Are they saying okay, we're gonna try to rebuild as fast as we can, or do you think they feel like it's it's a it's a wrap for the next three or four years? Um, 
trying to see if I can how polite I can put this. <laughs> hey, we tell the truth. They 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 have blown several opportunities with the roster, the pitching, the catching. Every they've had everything that you can have, and they've not succeeded. And I'm pretty sure they offered Harper with well over 300 million or 300 million, whatever. He turned it down, and now they go out and get an all-star catcher, which they just signed Kirk Suzuki from the Braves uh, a week ago as a backup. So I, you mean what the catchers, the, the two catchers now is going to are going to be the backbone of your team, right? I, I mean, it's it's the the Washington Nationals has have just sucked it up over the last three to four years with the roster that they've had. I, you know, it, it's it's a mess. So are they trying to rebuild? They just trying to stay above water if I if you mm. if you if I have to say so. Right, right. Okay. Moving on. Last night, like nobody cared because of what was going on in the NFL. But number eleven Washington Huskies defeated the Utah Utes 10-3. Um, they get they get a chance to go to the Rose Bowl. I, I don't like. Remember the good old days when a uh, you know a good team like it was really whoever was in the play in, whoever played in the Rose Bowl had a chance of being in that had a chance to win a national championship. Bro, this is the way we're going with this. Like Let, let's let's do it. Let's 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 be real with this. How many people actually watch this game? Right. How many people actually watch Washington well, and Utah? Like I told you. The state every- of Washington and the state of Utah. Yeah. They and probably didn't. <laughs> so, I told you, man. About 10 to 3? 10 to 3, bro. Bro. The, so the who, most. Who took the under made, uh, made a little bit of money. Exactly. The, 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 the paint. That dried on my wall last night was more exciting than watching this game. <laughs> it, that, you know, listen, we we've said all season the Pac-12 has just and Lin Swan keeping Clay. Listen, we it's so much we can talk about with yeah. the Pac-12, but that <laughs> ten to three, that's 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 not a good thing. And the only touchdown was a defensive touchdown. Yeah, just and in the Rose Bowl. And they played in Santa Clara where the weather is pretty nice. beautiful. And they're in the Rose Bowl. That's sad. Move sad. <laughs> Moving on. Joakim Noah, my dude, has reached a deal with the Memphis Grizzlies, which will be which he will be signed next week. He will sign that deal next week. Um, is this more of just I mean it could work, I guess, because Memphis are playing well. I mean, but is this just the, a trial to see if he can play. It's the only team that really was looking to have him besides Tibbs. I saw the workout uh, on uh, Twitter the other day. Now look, was he running? If this <laughs> how you know, was he running with his head when he runs with his head swinging? Oh yeah, he's in shape. But if he's just running, then uh, he got a head of head doing. <laughs> if you saw Memphis play last night and you saw how they beat Brooklyn, you saw. I think he can actually fit in because that fits 
what Joe Kim does. But you know what? He and he he'll be able to help the young kid, Jackson. Ja- right. He, I mean, it, especially in practice. Yeah. You know, he can be that veteran right. leader that Zebo was for a long time. Is that what every? It's like now the NBA is turning to where everybody's looking for NBA vets. Remember before you didn't have that, but now it's like. You see a lot of teams signing NBA vets. Well, you you had well you did you still had that, but you you didn't have as many young players, but you had a lot of veterans. But now it's more teams have more young players. Right. Well, because so now most, you have to seek well, those veterans out. Well, most of the old out. players was in Sacramento. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know if it was a they were all in Sacramento. Retreat. Like I don't I don't feel like the Kings have had an adult on that team in about ten years. Last year, remember they had Vince Carter. Zebo, oh, well, yeah, they tried, and George Hill. George Hill, uh, they tried it, but who? How many adults yeah. are on the team? Now? Right, I don't, yeah. know. I don't know. None. It, I guess it's, it's, it's trying to translate and relate to the younger players, and I, you know, that's. And speaking of translating, Dwight Howard is leaning towards surgery for his gluteus muscle, and could be out two to three months. <laughs> so, <laughs> what a cricket that. So, do you think? Do you think this is? <laughs> do you think this is uh gonna hurt his career? Like, should he give it up? Like we said on Wednesday, he should just go ahead and retire, because the more he stays in the league, the more these rumors comes out, the more he's continuously looking like a dinosaur in the league, the more of his hall of fun, hall of fame chances go down the drain. Give it up. Let's go. And I said before, this is the same guy that said coming out of high school, going into the NBA, that he's gonna he wants the NBA to be saved, and we should change the logo to Jesus. And he has a, a numerous amount of kids all over the place. Obviously, the NBA got the best of him. He said he wanted the logo changed to Jesus. Yeah, they should oh, change the logo. For, yeah, or for. Have uh, or a cross something like right. that. <laughs> okay, and I can hear somebody that's deep in church hearing that. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> 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 All right, man. Look, we're gonna take a quick break. <laughs> we'll be right back. I'm Devin Baker, and this is your sports news break. The Atlanta Falcons look to get back to the winning column when they host Lamar Jackson and Baltimore Ravens. Quarterback Joe Flacco is still listed as doubtful for Sunday's game, and the Falcons are on a current three-game losing streak. Over to the Hawks, suffering their second straight loss in a row last night to Oklahoma City Thunder, 124-109. John Collins led with 19 points and 11 rebounds. The number four ranked Georgia Bulldogs are gearing to face number one ranked Alabama Crimson Tide at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, 4 p.m. today. Georgia can lock themselves into place in the playoffs with a win. Atlanta United have advanced to their first MLS Cup match this past Thursday. They will host the Portland Timbers next Saturday at 8 p.m. at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Winner takes the cup. Make sure to follow three point conversion for all your major sports news and updates it's where fans opinions matter 
There's a lot going on in the world, and your world is always changing. That's why it's important to stay connected. The latest news, the latest entertainment, the newest music. If it's in the air or on there, it can be in the palm of your hand, wherever you are, with the iHeartRadio app. iHeartRadio. Over 1,500 live radio stations from across the country, and over 15 million songs to create your own custom stations. Text IHR to 45495 to download the app or listen at iHeartRadio.com. Standard text and data rates apply. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's your girl, Kelsey Nicole Nelson, and you're listening to the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge. Stay tuned. Going to be a great show. Yes, yes. We are back inside the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge. It's your man, Mr. Controversy, here with H.O. Yeah. And this next segment, the hot topic, is brought to you by Cinecuts Barbershop, located on 3000 Chapel Hill Road, Suite 206, Douglasville, Georgia. Make sure you check them out, get you a fresh cut. Go in and enjoy a great time talking sports. Politics, women, what's going on in entertainment, <laughs> might get to play you some uh, chess, just a lot going on, man. It's a great shop, no empty chairs. Uh, shout out to Dwayne Chambers, you can follow him, he's the barber all the way at the end when you walk in on the left, you can follow him on Instagram at Simha. The Barber, that's S-I-M-H-A-T-H-E-B-A-R-B-E-R. And also, I want to give a um, shout-out to my man, uh, Frank. What up, Frank? Talk to all that mess in fantasy football. I ain't do nothing. All right, so this next segment is a hot topic, and we're talking Kareem Hunt. Um, man, if you're watching on Facebook Live, you're about to see the video. Um, if you're listening, you want to go watch the video again, it's, it's on. Um, it's crazy, man. You know, my question is really why? Like, like when will we learn, man? Like, you know, I was talking to a good friend last night. And at first, I was like, well, you know, when you're in the heat of moment and stuff like that, you know, I feel sorry. Not sorry for him, but it's like it's messed up. And, like, he went ballistic. But you look at it like, bruh, you could have controlled yourself. You know what I'm saying? It was nothing. It's, it's, just, it's like a sad situation. And I almost feel like you got baited into it. But my question is, how or when will they learn? Like, when? I mean, we saw Ruben, Ruben Foster, his situation. We'll get into that later on. But this situation right here, you know, you push her. I mean, come on, man. Like, what, what's your thoughts, sir? Emotions. Um, emotions are or can be one of the worst things we could we could concede to. Um, 
when you get to a certain level in life, there's just certain things you 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 just cannot do anymore. Certain places you just have to refrain from. Certain people that you have to keep in or out of your circle. It's just a a, a matter of just just being aware. We have to move our emotions to become more aware of what's going on around us. And you have to know that everybody in this world is is a reporter now Mm -hmm. in today's world. Everybody is a reporter. Every time you go somewhere, there's cameras. And we can learn a lot from this, and he should have learned a lot from this. But more than anything, TMZ is everywhere. Bruh. <laughs> TMZ I kinda is wish, everywhere. I kind of wish they were back Bruh, in, the, they, in the 80s they, so we could find out what happened to listen, a lot of because stuff. If TMZ was out when Jordan was in the play. What? And because of that, I think this looks – this still looks bad on the NFL because I felt like TMZ got the tape, put the tape out all in a span of like 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> right. And this this incident happened in February. February, right. And the NFL knew about it. The Chiefs knew about it. And if there was – like how long did it take for – the NFL or the team to know that there was camera footage, that there was video footage. And it took all this time for it for it to come out. It, this while like the incident itself is is awful. Mm-hmm. This still looks bad on the NFL and I have no reason to believe that they care about um any kind of domestic violence issues or or anything that that is related to something like this. Right. The NFL still doesn't care because they they just shuffled their feet on this. Right. Like if you go back to with with Ruben Foster, with Ezekiel Elliott, that was over a two year period. Jameis Winston. With Jameis Winston. That happened a year and a half ago <laughs> before they, you know, did before they uh, handed down any kind of discipline. So the NFL being so slow on this they don't care. The NFL does not care about um, these issues with that that happen with women or anything so, like that. So, so go ahead. What's the common denominator in all of these incidents? What TMZ? What? <laughs> Young black athletes. Oh yeah, of course, of course. And, and and I'm not trying to make this be. I'm. We just keeping it real, right? Mm-hmm. The is- NFL could 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 have bought that tape. They they could go to TMZ. You have enough money. Well, no, it wasn't even like just getting it from from TMZ. It would just be like, okay, we need to we need to review the tape for for this. And if the you know the police are investigating it and everything, that wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't think that would be a problem for them to at least view the tape after the incident happened. But you let Kareem Hunt tell this story, and. You just take his side without any real evidence. And like I said, I felt like TMZ got the tape yesterday, put it out yesterday. 
It's it, the first it, time anybody saw anything. The well, NFL and, and been then, bad. And then the NFL this. and the Chiefs reacted to that. That right. saying that he, oh he lied to us. Well, you could have you would you could have known you could have found out nine months ago if he lied to. But us. That, and that's the thing. I, I and I'm get back to Kareem Hunt, but I do feel like that if they wanted to tape, they would have got the tape. Exactly. They don't want to tape, and that's what I was saying. Like quickly, I watched this. Um, I watched the thirty for thirty. With Bobby Knight, it was real good. Right. And long story short, basically, um, you know, I forgot the guy's name who got choked out, whatever. And Neil Reed. Neil Reed. 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 Yep. Yeah, Neil Reed. And the thing is, you know, nobody believed him. Indiana tried to sh- shun it away, whatever. You know, everybody's talking about that's why he left. He's soft and all of that. Then when they got the tape, I'm wondering if it was. I wonder. I don't know how he got the tape, but he got the tape. You know, with a. Um, and he got the tape, and then he showed Indiana the AD and all of their, you know, high, uh, high up and all of them. And they looked at it, and he said the first thing they said was, where did you get this tape? And then they walked out like nothing was happening. Next thing you know, Bobby Knight is suspended. Then he gets fired. They knew about the tape. The thing is, the NFL Chiefs, they don't want anybody to know. The reason why they got fired because it came out. I mean, the reason why he got released because it came out. Public pressure, and that's the thing. They 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 more concerned about losing money. Now let's go back. Let's let's talk about this. And I know we getting off the Kareem Hunt thing, but you making a great point about how these tapes and the evidence and all this other kind of stuff, and how the organizations and the teams react to something. Listen, whatever he said, whatever he did, he didn't do anything different other than you just said. You know, because how how we can just go back a few years ago when they were talking about how uh, the Patriots were filming the Jets. Right. I mean, did we really actually see any evidence of that, or did we? How bad was that? If if it was some tape, what happened to the organization, or what happened to? They didn't suspend Belichick. They didn't suspend nobody else. But it was some evidence there. Right. So. You know, the NFL kind of choose how and who they want to make make a scapegoat and kind of just do what they want to do. Now, okay, so we know you know it was bad. You know what he did. He shoved a young lady. And when she was on the um, floor, he, you know, gave her a little kick. Now, <laughs> my question is, with, with all of this going on, a lot of people are trying to compare this to Ray Rice. Do you think this gets to that level or is it just – no, because well, the Ray Rice video was a lot worse, and but and it the, was the but, first, right? But the way that it's still similar is that the league and the team reacted after the video came out, when clearly they could have viewed that right. when it happened. Because with Ray Rice, that was like was that over a year later or at least 6 months later yeah. after they suspended right. him for two games so they suspended for two games the tape comes out public outrage okay we have to make it indefinitely right. and then they come up with the 6 game rule right so the NFL is always being reactive <sighs> right instead of proactive so now what do y'all think do y'all think he he gets suspended for because he's not coming back for the rest of this year do you think he Get suspended just six games at a year or what? But well, he got to get taken out of that list first, right? Yeah, Goodell. he's he's been put on. Yeah, he's been put on the list, so that's indefinite. Yeah, that's that right. Roger Goodell list. Yeah, and then too, so it might be the end of the year, and then they suspend him. But 
the thing is, it's really not about the suspension because Ray Rice is suspended for a year. <clears throat> it's more so, will anybody go after him? Because he's released and basically someone's going to pick him up. You think Washington's going after him? <laughs> yeah. It really wouldn't be a surprise. They did, right, because they picked up Ruben. Even though Ruben probably won't play at yeah, all. Yeah, he's not going to yeah. play. That looks bad for the NFL, too. But do you – but what if he gets off one, one more time? Which he was dumb for bringing her there. Because remember, this is the same chick – this is the same lady, I'm sorry, that, that, that lied. Apparently, this is what I'm hearing. Uh, let me know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm hearing that this was the same lady that lied to him. I mean, lied, lied about him. He flew her up there. This is what I'm hearing. And they get into it again. What credibility does she have? I mean, nah, he did get arrested this time, but still, what credibility does she have? You know, yeah, he he don't have a good track. Re- His track record don't help him in. This yeah, it, it's like, bro, you just, three arrests in one year, yeah, you, one season, right? So yeah, his track record doesn't help. But you know, for Kareem Hunt, man, I I just think that it's you know you're young, um, you got your whole career ahead of you, mm-hmm. and this is what it has come to. You you didn't even get to a contract. Right. You didn't even get to you didn't even get to the big payday. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's the sad part about it. You know, um, so I, I hope and pray that he gets off that list and gets a, a, a second chance. But when you look at players like Ray Rice, Kaepernick, it it, it doesn't look good. No, it, it doesn't, man. And I'm just going to be honest. It, it just does not look good. And the, and the sad thing is, i just leave it like this. The fact we got a name, Kaepernick's name, and it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he shouldn't even be in this. I mean, you see where the NFL's priorities are. Uh, they think the fans are stupid, and they don't care about women. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hey, but you know what though? Boy. The thing that the thing that might work in in Hunt's favor is the fact that he's not the first. Think about it. Ray Rice suspended in one year, he doesn't get back in the NFL. Kaepernick happens, he gets suspended, or they let him go, whatever. You know, he he's not with a team, he doesn't get back in the NFL. Reed, it took him what? Five games? Four or yeah. five games, whatever. Then okay, we can bring him back in. So teams might be quick to bring, because Hunt does have he punched some man like not too long ago, and it's just we'll see, man. But look, we're gonna take a quick break. It's sad to talk about this as a hot topic. Yeah, we'll be right is. back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Cat Williams, and you are listening to Three Point Conversion Radio. Have you been looking for a radio station that gives you sports? I don't believe it! It's a touchdown! Entertainment? Are you not entertained? And other special interest talk shows? Well, isn't that special? All on one app? Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today.
What's up, y'all? It's your boy Kent Bazemore from the Atlanta Hawks. You're now listening to Three Point Conversion. Right, we are back inside the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge. Championship Saturday. Three big games. You have other championship games, but let's be real. No one's thinking about that. No one cares about that. Are those games. But we're going to start off with our nosy neighbor. Now, we all agree without agreeing that... As a radio show, one of the nosy neighbors watches is we're watching the NCAA committee right now, the college committee. What are they going to do? H.O.? Listen, everybody's, this is almost like a gathering party at this point. Um, One of those situations where, did y'all see the new commercial when, uh, I can't remember, is it a, a Microsoft commercial or something? When the kids was waving each other, everybody was coming out the house, and the kids yeah. was playing the game, the game and he right. finally, this is this is what we're doing now. <laughs> we're waiting to see our the, the the football committee have the guts to leave three power conferences out of the playoffs, and that being the Pac Ten, Big Ten, and the Pac Twelve, and. If Alabama loses, this is when this comes up to play. Because all week I've heard, if Alabama lose, the eye test says that they belong in. They'll go from one to four Mm -hmm. or to possibly three. Right. If you lose to a number four team in a close game, you're not going to drop out of the five. Right. And – no, you're right, man. I, so, uh, so now we got to now we got to figure out what are the NCAA going to do? What is the committee going to do? What are the, the guts? What do, do you have the guts to do? And you keep saying that the conference champion means something, but <laughs> look, <laughs> the committee is making this up as they go along, right? Because there's. Sound like just NBA like, referee. Just like when it started, there really has been no set criteria. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay, the conference champion means something, but if we're going by power conferences, there are five of those. Right. So, so somebody's <laughs> going to get left out. But what if one conference is better than the other? We had, we had two from the, we had an interconference national championship. Yeah, <laughs> last year, right. we had two of the same conference. So that means three three conferences got left out. Right. So they're making this up as as they go along. That's why some people may want eight teams, but that means more games. So you have to convince school presidents to to do that, and then that kind of makes the conference championship, the conference season, maybe not matter as much. Well, that's what you're saying, basically, in a way, because Ohio State. Went to the four without winning the conference championship. Alabama did it last year. So And they're making the, these conference titles matter less and less. Like, it used to be a big deal for the Big Ten winner to go to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. 
at, because you won the conference that the winning the conference was more prestigious than winning the national championship but mm-hmm. now it's about the national championship and the mm-hmm. conference championships don't matter yeah good point so that's the nose and name yeah. obviously that 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 it, we gathered around to see right and we gather around to see the college football committee uh once again uh fumble this whole thing away because they have no criteria none as far as I'm concerned. No. Now, I do, um, I am also, I got my son for me. He's peeking in the um, back window. He's looking at um, backup quarterback, Dario Mack Jr. This is a UCF's quarterback. I want to see what he does. I, you know, because, um, and not saying that he better play well, play or play, he better not play bad or whatever. I just want to see what he does because this is a big moment for him, you know. Right, you know they want to hang up the banner again, and for him to be, <laughs> for my man to get hurt, and it's just like, it's this is a big moment for him, you know. If he come in and he wins this game against Memphis, like wow, mm. this it, be it, big. it's gonna be big. Uh, shout out to Mr. Milton who had a tragic, tragic injury, and uh, this is gonna be a, a big statement game here. Yeah. So. Um, but I, I can see your point. I, I can. See I just want to see what. Yeah, I just want to see what he. But, does. but at least he had he had a week to prepare this time. Right, right. He right. had a week to prepare, yeah. so we we can roll with that. Now, um, Georgia, Alabama. Georgia has well. Alabama's going to be here. It's a lot of Alabama fans. They it's not that far, but this game here. I guess my only question is, does does Georgia have any type of chance? They are they are slightly mirror images of each other, slightly. Tua being the X factor, right? Um, Alabama may have one more receiver that could possibly be a little better than Georgia's uh, wide receiver mm-hmm. court. Um. Georgia has a chance. Uh, we we saw in the NFL how you can take a defensive coordinator, put him as a head coach, and you're able to, you know, shut down the offense. Right. Kirby was the defensive coordinator for Alabama for years, um, so he understands exactly what Nick Saban is trying to do and things of that nature. But the but- only difference now is. They run a pro style. Yeah, offense. that's what I'm saying. He's not right, and I right. They right, but so is Georgia. So is Georgia. Right, Georgia. You would you would think that Alabama would have the better backs, but actually Georgia have the better backs, in which they could keep Alabama off the field. Uh, you have Swift, Heron, Holyfield. You got a stable of backs. The reason they lost the LSU this year because they didn't commit to the run. They just stopped running the ball. Mm-hmm. So that was a big uh, a big mistake. And obviously, if you can run the ball against Alabama, and that's the whole key. But the thing about it is, Georgia showed you last year, if you can get outside like Sonny Michelle did last year, you can possibly uh, get, some, get some good yards against Alabama. So It's just that, I mean – you can we can say that Georgia can keep them off the off the field, but at the same time, 
Alabama don't need but <laughs> a minute, if that, to score. And they've shown that, you know. To me, that that's the big issue is can they stop the big play? If Georgia can stop the big play, then that'll be fine. We've seen the last few games, LSU did a good job until Alabama had the big plays. Mm-hmm. Auburn did a good job until Alabama had a good the big plays. So the key is big plays, not really keeping them off the field, but can you stop the big plays? And I think if they can, Georgia can do that, then they have a chance. But other than that, I don't think so. Now, quickly, Ohio State, they play Northwestern. Then we have um, Oklahoma, Texas. Texas. I really believe that it depends on how bad Ohio State – Ohio State has to murder Northwestern, which we believe, but you just never know. And Oklahoma, Texas has to be close, a very close game for Ohio State to get in. How do Ohio State get in? They need Oklahoma to lose. You, th- I, you, th- and they need Alabama to win. Right. I mean, of course, and we, yeah. If Alabama wins, I'm thinking that's it. Because if Georgia wins, of course, you know Alabama's going to. Alabama's stay. falling to yeah, four, four at worst. But yeah. I'm saying, if Alabama wins, you think Oklahoma has to lose? That's the only way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of people would say, well, oh, the Big Twelve doesn't play any defense. Well, how's they didn't play any defense either? They, yeah. They scored 62 against Michigan, right. but they still gave up 39. That's still a lot of points. And gave up 39 to Michigan. Yeah. And the NCAA mad at Ohio State. That's that's not poo-poo that, that situation. But I I think, though, that they want Urban to stay. Who is they? College. Football. I think they want him to stay at Ohio State because it makes – the it was a better season because we, we still want that uh, – Nick Saban, Urban Meyer matchup. We st- we haven't gotten that. It's right. been Nick Saban and Dabo, but I think we haven't had that Nick Saban, Urban Meyer matchup since Urban was at Florida. Why would you Why would you go out like that? Think about it. You go out like that. Well, we had it. We had it actually a couple of years ago, but we still like yeah. those are the two star coaches. And it was great. And think about it, them two go at it for the national championship, or it'll be for the first. It'll be for the first matchup. But them two go at it. People don't like Ohio State for what they did. Then you still got a lot of people don't like Alabama. This is a dream matchup for college football. Everybody's watching this game. Yeah, and the thing about that is is uh, how much is Urban Meyer really into this if he's talking about all their reports of him stepping down, retiring, and yeah. health things. But he wants – let's be real – he wants to, he wants to beat Nick Saban. Anytime he can beat Nick Saban, and then you know if he can win a championship, winning. Look, when he was acting like that in Florida, they were they couldn't win anymore. Well, let's let's do this. SG, who's the only team that, who's the only invited team into the four from the Big Twelve? Oklahoma. That is. That's the only team that they. And and truth be told, you know the hot hand is with Oklahoma. The the you talking about offense, offense, and more offense. Maybe not a lot of defense, but people want to see 
offense these days. Right. So. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Hey, this is Gary Payton. Y'all listen to Three Point Conversion Radio. It's the bomb. What's up, world? This is Vincent J, aka the Fancy Juru, and here are your fancy facts heading to week 13. This late in the fantasy season, there's truly just one good defense, and that's the Chicago Bears. One defense I like this week is the Seattle Seahawks. They're playing at home against the San Francisco 49ers, who are playing their second consecutive row game. Quarterback Nick Mullins looks like a third string quarterback last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers had four sacks and two interceptions, so the Seahawks should receive similar numbers. One defense I'll bench this week is the Los Angeles Chargers. They're playing on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are averaging 35 points at home this year. And in those home games, Big Ben has only four sacks and three interceptions, so definitely consider picking up another team defense. My sleeper pick this week is Kansas City Chiefs running back Spencer Ware who's probably the hottest free agent pick for this weekend. Due to the unfortunate incident to starting running back Kareem Hunt, who more than likely will be suspended for a while, where should be picked up immediately in all leagues. The Chiefs are playing on the road against the Oakland Raiders, so where should have a great game. Get him now. Now, if you want to check out more fancy facts and my alls and alls, make sure you continue to follow me on the web at the Three Point Conversion. Tune your radio. Tune in. Now. You can tune in to this radio station on any smartphone or tablet. iPhone. Android. Blackberry. Nokia. Samsung. Windows phones. Or whatever you have. Download the free TuneIn app from your phone or tablet's app store. Tune in with music, sports, news, and comedy. From over 70,000 radio stations around the world, including this Beasley Broadcast Group station. Check it out at TuneIn.com. Or your app store. All right, we are back inside the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge. Man, what is going on <laughs> with the Western Conference and the NBA? Mm. Um, I would. I, I don't want to say it has. It has weakened. I think it's just become more balanced. I guess they're saying it's weakened in, in some way. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's 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 become balanced. You you, you think it be, you think it's weakened, or do you think it's just it it just ain't weird? I mean, I don't. You know, the thing about it is when you look at the standings, the the notable teams are all what. Out of the playoff hunt, Houston, San Antonio, the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. If the playoffs started today, they out. They're not even in the playoffs. Right. And so you got teams like the Clippers, Denver, 
Portland at least finished third last year. And a great game last night against Denver. Uh, Portland and Denver had, right. a, had an awesome game. Uh, McCullough missed the yeah. shot at the buzzer. You know, so it's it's. I think these those young teams that has grown like a Denver. And we talked about the wins of the Clippers. I mean, it, they just got balance. But I think in the long run, we all know if you don't have a superstar, you don't win in the playoffs. I don't care how balanced you are. Yeah. The yeah, difference that's... is, though, with Denver, Denver, I don't think that Murray is a superstar, but Jokic, that dude right there, that's a superstar. Yeah. But Denver is so deep, man. Like, And they still ain't played Isaiah Thomas. Michael Porter Jr. And Michael Porter Jr. And Will Barton is out. Right. And, I mean, they just keep bringing them in, and, and they flow together. Yep. So, I think that Denver, I think they're a good team. I, you know, I think they was a team that everybody was expecting to win. L.A. Clippers, nah, I don't know. I think you, I think you see more of Doc's coaching being more impactful just because you don't have that bullheaded star. And then of course Jerry West, you know, but he didn't really get anybody though. That's that's what he does. Well, no, he the trades that he made. Yeah, that's what he. Go ahead. Trading Blake Griffin, right? Letting DeAndre Jordan walk, then bringing in Gortat, Boban, and Tobias Harris, Avery Bradley, Patrick mm-hmm. Beverly. Like you brought in, you brought in a lot of good players, so you're not so top heavy. The issue with those Clippers teams. With their big three, their starting lineup, they really had the best starting five in the league. Right. As far as like points scored and efficiency and all that. But on the bench, after yeah. Jamal yeah. Crawford. Yeah. yeah, it's a wrap. But see, now they got, and then don't forget about Shea Gilders drafting him. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, he start, a, he's starting. Nice, yeah. you know, I think they're like 11 and 2 or 10 and 2 with, since they started him. And the thing about it is, it almost sort of puts you in the in the mindset of what Danny Ferry did for the Hawks. Mm-hmm. He brought he released all of the top heavy money, but brought in guys that I can just piece together and just make a good team and say, Doc, we don't want you to be the GM, just coach. Yeah, and that's, that's basically yeah. and that's basically what, what what's been going on, right? You know, because we didn't know if Avery Bradley, because he got hurt last year, we didn't know if he was going to actually come back. Then we talked about Lou Williams coming off the bench. You got the best six man in the league. I mean, so you you you, you decent. I don't know if I guess even in the fourth quarter, the six man is your really go to guy. And then you remember this this is a track record. He did this to L.A. Of course, he, he did it with Memphis, and he did it with Golden State. You know, so and that's why I thought they were going. That's why I thought LeBron was going to the Clippers, but. When they got West, like yeah, they're about to it's about to go up. Now this is the question: Does this make this more attractive for Kawhi to go to the Clippers? It does. It has to. You see what I'm saying? It has to. But Kawhi might man the way Toronto is playing. Uh, he might stay, or he, he, might. he might stay in the East because why would you? I it would it would be it would be the easier not the easier. Well, yeah, an easier path. 
if he stayed if in I the could, if, if the Clippers are in first place today and they maintain and, and, and could sustain. Well, and, and then, but also, if he were to go to a team like the Clippers, somebody on the Clippers has to go. Like, Tobias Harris might have to go. I okay. Holla. I holla. Okay. I holla. Holla. Smoke bomb. Peace. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So, do you think he would? But, well, if, if you switch them out, do you think he would fit in with But the why Clippers does he have to go? Because he'll yeah. be a free agent. Well, they'll they'll let him walk then. I mean, I mean, but either, he's saying he way, can't like, be there. Yeah, they, I don't I don't see them playing together. Okay, I I, I can feel that because the money because he Tobias already turned down the money. Yeah, because he turned down the contract. Right. So if you're going to give Kawhi, the the key the, is though you have to keep Lou Williams. If they can keep Lou, but he already signed for the next what, couple of years. I think right. He just so if, I'm contract. saying if they keep him for the next yeah two to three years, then Clippers could be something. Now. Even with Houston, the teams that are losing, Houston, Golden State. Like, Houston, coming into last night, I think they lost last night, too. No, they beat San Antonio. Yeah, they, they blew San Antonio. Crap out of San Antonio. Yeah. But coming into last night, they were five – I'm sorry. Yeah, they were five games out of first, and they had the second-worst record in the West. They was in 12th place. But was five games out of – like, really? I don't know. Like, do you think – I mean, Chris Paul has been out for the last few games. It's, I don't think they've played healthy. The the uh, Carmelo saga, we don't – you know, that might have something to do with it. But then also you look at Golden State. Do you look at both of those teams and say, what's wrong with them? Or is it like, you know what, they're going to be there somewhere towards the end? At some, at some point you just still got to say it's a young team and this just is the roller coaster of just being in the NBA. The roller coaster that you're going to see, the up and downs and things of that nature. But in crunch time, I think these teams, especially Golden State, you see them come up because obviously you're playing without the person who actually stirs the drink, which is Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now Houston, on the other hand, that's a different story. Chris Paul stays hurt, which he's making $40 million stealing. But, you know, that's just a whole nother thing. If he plays, they it seems to be that they are good, or, or they win. But when he's out, and you expect him to at least be out at some point, even in the playoffs, um, then that's a whole different story. So I I think, uh, and but they did bring the the defensive coach back out of retirement, uh, who they had last year. Uh, some way they and somehow that, they, that, that they, spelled, they that the wife to let him come back. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely spelled the end for Carmelo because that was Carmelo's coach in Denver. Oh, yeah. And D'Antoni coached him in New York, and that didn't work. So that I mean, that kind of spelled the end for him. But I think with, with Houston, they have to um, – I guess they need to figure out their rotation as far as – I know D'Antoni only goes like – he plays seven and a half players. And so that's like the starting lineup of Eric Gordon, and they might play one other guy. But that can be anybody. So when they figure that out, I think they'll start to play better. Mm-hmm. Um, but they need to figure that out soon before the season gets away from them. Yeah, that's that's true. And a lot of people said that with Carmelo, they say he's good in the locker room and the fans love him. I know New York love him. They still won't let him go. But, like, do you think it's over? Because it was a report um, – What's the man, Brian um, was Windhorse. Windhorse. He was saying that he think that he's been hearing that um, they're saying that 
Carmelo might have played his last game. And that was um, – he's hearing from other GMs. I don't believe that's true. Uh, you know, if you if you follow certain people on social media, you know, this is being reported to saying that this is the this is a way that they're trying to get Carmelo out of the league. The NBA is just trying to just get him out. But why? But that, and that's the that's the big. Is, question. That, is that the? But then Brian came back and said he don't believe that's true though. He said that's what he's hearing, but he don't believe it's true because I don't. Why, why would they be wanting? Why do they want him out when? Why won't nobody sign him? I don't know. Well, Houston hasn't released him yet. Yeah, that's the thing. Right, because they're holding on to what they're holding on to him for. Trying to see if they get something. They try, yeah, you know, you ever heard of this? We go hold on to you till you just say, "Look, I'm, I'm, I'm done." He, this is remember what happened to Keyshawn Johnson mm-hmm. playing with the Bucks, right? To where he just got sent home. That's what happened to Carmelo. Right. Like, he's still on the team. They're not going to cut you. Nick, you Nick, just can't Nick play. Anderson, too, for Orlando, remember? Having a T.O. Yeah. Like, they just we're just going to hold on to you, but you can't play for anybody, though. Think the Knicks did it to Jalen Rose. No, they did to Stephon Marbury. Oh, well, yeah. So yeah. you think that's what's going on? Because, yeah, I don't. I think a lot of teams would need them. They need scoring. It, it's, it's sad. That it has to even come to this, to be honest with you. You know, maybe he, you know, maybe it's something something that happened in New York, which is where the NBA office is, that ticked them off. Right. You know, I I, I couldn't tell you why um, the NBA is trying to move him out of the league, but to me, it that's that's the way it's looking. Right. So. All right. So look. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with our Stop It moment. Be right back. You are tuned into WWE Geekville. AM 1100. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Did you know that The Real 1100 has a Facebook page? Visit Facebook.com slash Real 1100 to keep up with your favorite shows, videos, photos, upcoming events, and more. That's Facebook.com slash The Real 1100, giving you more of the real. The real, real, real. Hey, what's going on, sports fans? It's the 2018 Battlegrounds Champion, Damian Adams, from The Real Deal with Damian Adams. Now, you can catch my show weekly on the three-point conversion station on Spreaker Radio. But for right now, I'm doing what everybody else should be doing, and that's listening to Mr. Controversy and the Intellectual in the three-point conversion sports lounge. No mercy. Don't let up on them. Go hard on them, Mr. Controversy. Hit them with the stop it button. All right. We are back inside the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge. It's time we always like to thank everyone who is listening live 
or listening as a podcast who supports the Three Point Conversion as a whole, the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge, uh, family and friends, we appreciate you all. It, it, it um, means a lot to us. It definitely does. So we appreciate you, and please keep on doing it. And it is time for the most infamous, the most famous Stop It segment. Let's get it. Stop it. Hey. Stop it. 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 S-T-O-P. New word. I-T. Stop it. Stop it. Get some help. All right, H.O., it's on you. All right, make this quick. Uh, G, close your ears, close your eyes, and all this other kind of stuff. But my stop, it goes out to all of the Dallas Cowboys fans that thought the Super Bowl was Thursday. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> okay, you beat New Orleans 13-10. to 10. It was not the Super Bowl, though. I mean, you didn't stop. You didn't get a ring for this. Just a W. But you know what? It's a lot of New Orleans fans that talk a lot of. Shout out to Damian Adams. He's not one of them. <laughs> but it's a lot of New Orleans fans think they've won a Super Bowl already, and I think that had a lot to do with it. Because, because the funny thing is, before the game. Dallas fans were nervous. I've never seen Dallas fans that nervous. Like, well, I don't know. I mean, what y'all think? Dallas fans don't talk like that. Usually we hear we got six rings or something. You ain't been to as the playoff a, in 22 years. Come on. As a sensible Dallas Cowboys fan, I thought we were going to lose the game. See? And, and all of them thought that. But I wasn't, like, super nervous about it. But it was just like, uh, we'll, we'll probably lose this one. But we can still win the division because right. – Eight and eight could probably win right. the division. But so. usually, though, Dallas is hot. No, we, they were like, no, nah, I don't. Did you find that a lot of Cowboys fans that you saw on social media was like, okay, it felt like they won the Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, really? This is, this is. I mean, it was good. I mean, it, we won by a field goal, and yeah. it was, both teams are playing three games in 12 days. Right. So. I mean, it was going to be a struggle fest anyway. Right. So, mm-hmm. basically, whoever turned whoever, the ball yeah. over least or whatever. So, quickly, my stop it moment is goes to Big Ben. You know, after they lost to Denver on a late interception at the goal line, he threw. Came out on, I think it was on the radio, and he was saying that Antonio Brown has to come, basically saying he needs to come flat after getting undercut by Chris Harris. Then he criticized the play call, saying maybe we should have went to Juju. This all in like one breath went to Juju Smith-Schuster. Then he talked about the rookie, James Washington, as far as, you know, he needs to have his head in the game. So when he caught the backlash about, you know, being very critical to your players, you kind of threw the pick. He said, I think I've earned that right. Stop it. Did you say He's basically saying it's not his fault. Like, I didn't do anything wrong. You threw an interception to a defensive tackle. Something went wrong. Something went wrong. (laughs) You have, I think he has 12 interceptions, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, bro. After that, you don't earn the right to do that. I don't care what you've done in your career. 
Nah. Just fess Stop up. Stop it. Just fess up to it. Accountability. Mm-hmm. All right, so that ends our Stop It segment. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. down to y'all what's so dope about the three-point conversion first of all everybody is a fan of the game first second of all everybody is a student of the game second and third of all we're the average sports fan just like everybody else we're not coming in here walking with our nose tipped high acting snooty acting brand new this is a grassroots organization bar none the three-point conversion where fans' opinions matter. Be sure to visit the website www.the3pointconversion.com. Get your fix, get your articles, multimedia, and everything else that you as a sports fan need. So again, the3pointconversion.com. It's where it's at, man, where fans' opinions matter. Quick hits, what's on my mind, the infamous stop it segment. You gots to be there every Saturday morning on the three-point conversion station for the three-point conversion sports lounge hosted by Mr. Controversy. Get him! We are back inside the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge. Quickly, quick, quick, quick. What you got going on this weekend? Uh, well, it's raining, and George, it's all about Georgia and Alabama. Right. You know, let's, I'm, I'm rooting for Georgia, not because we're in the state of Georgia, but because I just I, I need to see the, the, the committee sweat. Mm-hmm. I need to see them sweat this out. <laughs> G, what you got? I know what you got. It's raining too. No, 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 no naps. Um, Ever since he got this new apartment, G don't be taking. He don't take naps anymore. It's loud over there. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like that guy go commercial. With <laughs> what you got going on? Um, I don't know. I probably go see a movie or something. Uh, I haven't seen Creed yet. I haven't seen the first one yet, so. Oh yeah. Nah, I'm, I need to look at it. Wow. I, I'm gonna go home and probably take a nap and then watch some football. <laughs> I'm sleepy and spend no, I spend time with the fam. Uh, also, so. All right. Got a special guest. He's really no guest. He's the battlegrounds champion. 
who I've asked to go head to head, and he said he don't want to do it. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't. He didn't say that. I'm not ready for him yet, so <laughs> I got to get warmed up. But none other than my man from The Real Deal with Damian Adams and one of the writers, analysts, reporters from the Three Point Conversion, Mr. Damian Adams. What's going on, Damian? Hey, what's going on, fellas? You know, it's my favorite sports show, so I'm always happy to be a guest on the show. How y'all doing? Good, man. Appreciate Good. you. What up? What up? Hey, it's a big match going on tonight. Like We talked about championship week. We talked about Kareem Hunt, NFL. But what's, what might be even bigger is this boxing match. We have Deontay Wilder facing one of the greatest names in boxing history, Tyson Fury. <laughs> <laughs> Damien, what, <laughs> what's going So my question, first question is, man, who, who has more to lose in this fight between Wilder or Fury? They, they both have a lot to lose. They're coming in undefeated. So, you know, boxers love to have that zero on the back end of their record. So they both can lose that tonight. The WBC title, which is held by Wilder, is on the line. And plus, the winner of this fight, should be the next opponent. I have to put emphasis on should. Should be the next opponent for Anthony Joshua. And that could be a huge money day. So, for your question, I'm going to go with Deontay Wilder, who has more to lose because his belt's on the line. And he's been trying to get Anthony Joshua to fight him for years now. It's been a couple of years that he's been trying to chase down Anthony Joshua. And beating a name like Tyson Fury would put more pressure on Anthony Joshua and Anthony Joshua's team to make the fight happen. And because Anthony Joshua is such a big name overseas, the money is crazy over there for boxing. So if Deontay Wilder can finally put that pressure on Anthony Joshua to make the fight happen, that could be more than $20 million in Deontay Wilder's pocket for his next fight if he gets Joshua. But if he loses to Fury, that fight never happens. So he has a lot on the line tonight. Hmm. Hey, Damien, this H.O., man. Uh, I, I do have a question about the money uh, money piece. Uh this will be possibly a $14 million purse for Mr. Wilder. Does that put any added pressure as he's trying to go up the ranks to get to that $20 million purse with Anthony, uh, Anthony Joshua? It puts a little, a little pressure. You know, it's, it's a lot more than he's ever made before. I believe his biggest before this, I want to say, was $3 million. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely putting him in a different bracket and a lot more attention on him. Right. So he has to perform. And if he does perform, like I said earlier, then that fight with Joshua doesn't happen and that those other big paydays that could happen afterwards don't happen. So it's a lot of pressure on Wilder tonight to come through and show what he's made of. Mm-hmm. Mm. And once again, we're here live with Damian Adams. You can um, follow him everywhere. Man, if y'all don't watch his videos, he puts on uh, social media, when whether they win or lose, he's a New Orleans Saints fan. Hilarious, hilarious. (laughs) Damian Adams, the real deal with Damian Adams. Uh, All right, so sticking with boxing, of course, we have uh, another fight next week. We have Jose. I I, I always mess up his name. But uh, Pedraza, we have him going up against Vasil Lamachenko. Hey, people... You know, we're talking about this Wilder fight, but does or can you see Lamachenko losing? 
it'll be tough to see him losing. He has really shown very little weaknesses in his fights. Um, his last bout, he did go down. He did get knocked down in his last fight, but he was going against a much longer fighter, a bigger fighter. And this fight, he's going back down to his natural weight class to fight Pedraza. But Pedraza is very technically sound. I got to see Pedraza in person in his last fight here in Glendale, Arizona. You know, I was covering a four to three point conversion. And he went against Ray Beltran. And in that fight, he was able to dominate Ray Beltran, who was a hometown favorite, someone who's known as a tough guy in boxing. Pedraza was able to dominate him with his technique. Now, Lamachenko, he won't be able to do that same thing against. Lamachenko is a double gold medalist in the Olympics. He's someone who has amateur background that is just untouched. So when he came into professional boxing, he was already ready to go. And in this bout, you're going to see two fighters who are going to be, it's going to be a test match of two people who you're really going to see the sweet science at work of them trying to find out what's going on in the other fighter's head, counter punches, footwork. If you're really a fan of boxing, this fight next week is something that you should watch. And it's on ESPN, so it's going to be something that you can watch easily. Cool. Damien, my last question for you, sir, is it seems as if boxing hasn't been on the radar nationally for a lot of uh, people and, and, and big boxing fans. It looks like boxing has is trending down. It's been trending down for a minute. And uh, with uh, Wilder fighting, it kind of puts uh, – you know, the the target and the eye back on boxing is sort of trending forward. But can you give us a name of the next up-and-coming guy that people really need to really pay attention to as far as boxing is concerned? Yeah, there's definitely a few names out there of people that you should be paying attention to. When it comes to up-and-coming, the first name that comes to mind is Shakur Stevenson. He is very young, 21 years old. He's 9-0 right now with five knockouts. He's someone who has an Olympic background. He won a silver medal in 2016 for USA. And he's a super featherweight division. Very exciting fighter. He's southpaw, talks a little trash. He's not scared to mix it up. He wants to knock you out. Mm. So he has a fan-friendly style that you like. So I think he's somebody who's under the top rank umbrella. So whenever he fights, it's going to be on ESPN. He's very accessible for all fans. Um, another fighter... Uh, that's not up and coming. He's already arrived, but a lot of people might not know his name is Regis Progra. He's someone who's from my neck of the woods in New Orleans, and he's right now the number one ranked super lightweight contender. And because Terrence Crawford left that division and had all the titles, all those titles are pretty much vacant right now. And he's someone who's in line to pretty much take that, that mantle that Crawford left behind. And he's another very powerful fighter, someone who's a southpaw as well. Very exciting, power in both hands, wants to mix it up with you. Very smooth style as well. Someone who you watch him in the ring, like, okay, I see how he just has that smoothness to him that you'll like that really attracts fans. Those are the first two names that come to mind. There's other fighters out there that people just, you know, Errol Spence Jr. in the welterweight division is just a monster. There's so many fighters right now. I don't think boxing is really trending downward. I think here in the USA, we tend to only pay attention to the big names, but there's so much talent in boxing right now that if you're watching any top rank events on ESPN, you know, somebody that this three-point conversion covers, you'll be able to see all these other great fighters, so many great fighters out there right now. But those two names in particular are two that I think people should pay attention to. Gotcha. All right. There you have it, my man, Damian Adams. You can follow him 
on social media, Twitter, um, IG, Instagram at the real deal W D A. And also, um, like I said, on Facebook and follow him and follow the show. The real deal with Damian Adams on the three point conversion station. Um, I heart radio. So I uh, appreciate you, man. Um, I'll be checking in with you tonight, man. See, you know, get your thoughts and everything and your round by round and analysis. So I uh, appreciate you, man. Have a great day. Oh, y'all too, man. Appreciate the invite. All right. No problem. Right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll, we will be right back. Tarasi from the Phoenix Mercury, and you're listening to the Three Point Conversion Radio. The Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge. During a pickup basketball game last week, after a hard foul, one man decided to call the police. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. The guy who called the police, he's like, well, you know, he hit me. It was like a blindside pick or something like that. The other guy's like, hey, I just made a basketball play, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be water cooler talk for the next six months at the police station. Oh, my God. That's, this is a Christmas party story. <laughs> Todd, can you tell that story again? The three-point conversion sports lounge airs every Saturday at 10 a.m. on The Real 1100. What's up, man? It's Metal World Peace. Shout out to the Three Point Conversion Radio. All right, we are back inside the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge. It's the weekend injury report. It's not your typical injury report where we're just you know giving you know what's going on with such and such and he, uh, he's gonna have a sprained ankle he's gonna be out no nah, this we're talking because it might affect your fantasy lineup or it might just affect your fanhood because you're a fan of this team or this player and another than my man dr donald fowler orthopedic for Ortho Atlanta, and this man, it's funny because this man, usually you don't have, you know, you think doctors, the you know, if you don't know any doctors or anything, you think, okay, they just enter their medicine and their field, but he knows sports, all sports, and every sport, so... How's it going, sir? Oh, it's good. Good to be here. And yeah, it's I know medicine and sports and pretty much nothing else. So I guess I got two <laughs> That's things. Good. So. That's what's up. That's good. So let's get with it, man. First of all, we it's funny how we talked about Melvin Gordon last week. Yeah, yeah. And you told us to play him. And I had some people who were actually like, I don't know, man. I don't I said, look, Dr. Fowler came in and said, play him. He's good. You know, it's been lingering, and I told him what Coach uh, Lynn said anyway. Mm-hmm. As far as you yep. know, hey, running backs usually sore around this time. Right. Then he gets hurt. Yep. 
Now he has a um, sprained MCL. He gave us 20 points in fantasy, and then, I mean, he helped the team Chargers win. But my question is, does – with an MCL injury, it, they say – I think they said two to three weeks. How long does that normally take? Because you got some fans – playoff starting yeah, in fantasy, yeah, so. No, they do. And, and so, yeah, I think if, if you played him, uh, you at least got the 20 points. From the way he got hurt, it looked like – even if he didn't have some kind of lingering issue, he probably would have sprained his MCL based on the way his leg kind of whipped up like that on that tackle. I mean, the good news is MCL is 98 times out of 100. They don't need surgery. He's not going to need surgery in this. As far as playing, yeah, it tends to be at least two or three weeks. Full healing for an MCL is probably closer to six weeks, to be honest. But usually it's healed enough in that two to three weeks that with the brace, you're you're pretty safe to go out there and, and play again. So Okay. Doc, Duke fan, Dukey yeah. all the way. Uh, uh, glad you're here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen, Stefan Diggs, um, they they got a big game this week. Mm-hmm. Been questionable with a knee, you know, and I guess this is getting close to fantasy football playoffs yep. and things of that nature. How effective could he be if he plays? And because he, they probably need him to play against the Patriots. Yeah. But – can they be? A, can he be as a effective? Because you know who Minnesota also has on the other side. Yeah, feeling. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and <laughs> this one hits close to home. I got him in two of my three leagues. So uh, I think he will be effective. Uh, you know, he practiced. They said a limited fashion on on Friday. I think they were just trying to keep his his reps down. He said on Thursday, the day before, that he's definitely going to play. You know how it is when players say they're going to play. They're, right. not, they're not technically <laughs> in charge. Right. I, I think he will play. I think he'll be effective. Like you said, I think he'll need to be effective against the Patriots. Uh, that offense is really Thielen and Diggs, 1A and 1B. I don't, I don't truly think one is better than the other. They're both great in their own sense, and he gets double-digit targets every, every single week, week in and week out, so I, I think you got to play him. So, all right, and once again, we're here live with Mr. with Doctor. I'm say Mr. Doctor Fowler. <laughs> I guess I can't call him that. Mr. Doctor Fowler, um, Donald Fowler from Ortho Atlanta, and we're talking injuries and how it would affect your team or your fantasy team. AJ Green came out and said he's playing. We talked about him a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he's you know he sat out, but he's saying he's playing. How long do you have to wait till a turf toe is 100% or do you have to wait till it's 100%? Yeah, and and like you said, we we talked a little on this a couple of weeks ago. It you don't have to wait till it's 100%. I don't know if it'll probably be truly 100% until after the season when he really gets a chance to rest. So I I do I I think he's going to play. I, I don't think that's a question. I do worry a little bit about of his effectiveness, especially with now a, a backup quarterback coming in to run their offense as well, who's not proven. You're going up against a pretty good defense with the Broncos. So, you know, it depends on who else you have on your roster. I mean, if you're looking at him versus, no offense, someone like Anthony Miller, I, I'd probably play green. Uh, but I think, but I think it depends on who else you got. I wouldn't expect like a necessarily an 18, 19 point performance for him, but you might be able to get hopefully 10 points. Okay. And you know what? With, with him, it seems like boy plays better. Kind of want to take it off street, uh, off the uh, record, um, off where we're going with the show. But do you agree 
fantasy wise, even just period. Boyd plays better when Green is on the field. When Boyd is the, the number one guy, number yeah. one guy, he doesn't. Of course, yeah, he draws the he draws the double coverage and gives you know Boyd one on one so he can exploit that. Yeah. So, so I I think it actually probably helps Boyd kind of I think maybe like you're alluding to that AJ Green is going to be back out on the field even if he's not truly a hundred percent he's still going to draw attention from the defense and open mm-hmm. up a little more Green for for Boyd. <laughs> exactly. Um, last question for you here, Doc. Uh, J.J. Watt, questionable. Knee, uh, 11 and a half sacks this year mm-hmm. coming off uh, an injury from last year. Uh, they're going up against Cleveland. If he plays, how bad could it be for him knowing that he has to rush the passer with a, a knee injury, but also knowing that they're also on an eight-game winning streak. Of course, yeah. And they probably need this game and, and, and for them to continue this winning streak. Yeah, and, I mean, obviously J.J. Watt's, you know, a, a tough dude. He had that tibia fracture that he came back from. So I, I think they're trying to be cautious with him a little bit. They're coming off a Monday night game, short week. Uh, I, I think he's going to be out there. I think he'll he'll be effective, certainly. Are we um, talking about a pitch count? Maybe yeah, maybe they limit his snaps a a little bit. I don't think a lot of people, at least in fantasy, play individual defensive players. I know there's some leagues like that. Most of the time, it's team defense. But uh, so yeah, if you're you know IDP kind of league, maybe take note. But I I think he will be out there. Maybe just yeah, with a with a snap count to to a degree. Yeah. All right, and even with even if you've been a fan, like you're a Houston Texans fan, you know. Do you you know you worry about that? You want him out because he's not just a sack master. He no, makes hard, plays. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's the harder heart and soul. Heart and soul. Yeah. Right. That, that Absolutely. So, yeah. Even even with the team defense, a couple of sacks or a sack yeah. could help the defense. Of course. Or even just uh, stopping the ball, just pressuring the, the quarterback. Mm-hmm. TFLs, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Just yeah. getting those. Or you know, Baker, um, Baker is not six five. Right. And he has to you throw over a six five. JJ Watt used to that. Yeah, he's known for just batting balls. Out That's there. what I'm saying. So, yeah, so it could be effective for 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 a team right. defense. So yeah, right. we can rock with that. All right, we definitely appreciate Dr. Fowler, my man. Make sure you, if you are in the Atlanta area, make sure you check out Ortho Atlanta. It's a great, great, great place to go if you need any medical attention. I'm one of them. So appreciate. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Hey, this is Brittany Griner from the Phoenix Mercury, and you listen to the Three Point Conversion. Have you been looking for a radio station that gives you sports? I don't believe it! It's a touchdown! Entertainment? Are you not entertained? And other special interest talk shows? Well, isn't that special? All on one app? Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today. Hi, I'm Cole Johnson of Cole Sports, and you're checking out the three-point conversion. Q. 
keep it locked. All right, we are back inside the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge. It is time for our weekend picks. HO has been on fire when it comes to upset picks. Who you got this week, sir, for your upset? Um, Shout out to both of my co-hosts, Sports Superhero and Jay Smooth. I'm rocking with the Memphis Tigers this week. I think they beat UCF. First game they played, 31-30. You think? Really? Yep. Come on, man. Hey, the backup quarterback? I think Memphis, Memphis wins. You, you know what that is? You know how you on a roll? And you take that safe pick, <laughs> like it's still considered an upset because. The, but you come on, bro. You you see, yep. Listen, they even when the quarterback went out last week, they they still had to play. Yeah, true. But I'm just saying, thirty one thirty, like you said, that's well, that, that's because Memphis know how to play them. That's with the starting quarterback, <laughs> right? My point. So with a backup, but they was in Memphis. Yeah. So okay. they was in Memphis. I mean, Memphis not a bad. They they know who to get up and play. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know what? Memphis what what's their record? Uh, like eight and four. Yeah, so I mean, they done lost four games. UCF ain't lost. They haven't lost yet. I'm gonna give you a two for a two for one. I'm gonna say first, I got um, I got Texas upsetting Oklahoma, mm. and also. Talking about me. Texas beat him already. <laughs> yeah, but that was back then. Texas was hot. Did you hear that? <laughs> then the next one, hey, it was upset then too. But then the next one, um, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go for the I'ma go for it, man. I'ma I think I I say Detroit gonna upset St. Louis. St. Louis. I mean, not St. Louis, but L.A., I'm sorry. Oh. L.A., they're going to upset L.A. Oh, okay. Um, they always play well at home. They always play well against good teams. And they, they always play that team where you just don't expect and Detroit just plays well. Like, it's time for them to win. They beat Carolina at that time, lost a couple of games. Now it's time for them to get another upset, and oh. I think they upset the Rams. Should have asked, Doc, was Carrion Johnson playing this nah, week? they said he out. Oh, he's out? Yeah, they oh, said he's out. It'd be a little tough. Who's your counterfeit team? Texas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so why is that an upset if this they, – they counterfeit, right? Yeah. They, right. You know, they they are – they beat Kansas last week. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can't even remember. They barely beat Kansas last week. And Kansas has a fired coach. <laughs> Maybe Texas is looking forward. I mean, looking ahead. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and I think you know the thing about this is is that I think they got up for the the, the Red River Shootout um, 
against Oklahoma early in the year. And I just don't think they've been up and down. And that's why I'm making them a counterfeit team. They've been so up and down. It's like they drew up all of that 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 good energy on that one game against Oklahoma. Yeah, and, was, and spent it all. And it was after that, it was like exactly. So I, I just left. I just think that um, I just think they counterfeit at this particular point. They were they nine and three. They're not good. Yeah, they they nine and three, and uh, I just think Oklahoma p- puts up big numbers today. Um, Against them, they playing the Jazz World. What? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Man, yeah. Mm. So I have Ohio State counterfeit because I felt like Ohio State got up for that Michigan game. I feel like it's like Urban has Harbaugh in his back pocket, and he knows that you can't beat me. I don't care what you do. It's almost like Big Brother, Little Brother. You know. And I think that's why they got up. Man, we ain't, we hadn't seen Ohio State play that well since what midway of the season last year, maybe if that. So I just think they're counterfeit. They're not. They're not that good. Like they're gonna probably mess around and win this game seventeen to thirteen or something like that. So I, I got <laughs> Ohio State. <laughs> it's like, bruh, you know. So um, I got them. As a counterfeit team. All right, G. You know how you just have that good feeling for a pick? Do I feel lucky? Yeah, that's this segment. It's time for Over Under with D Intellectual and Mr. Controversy. Only on the three-point conversion. All right, so this is Over Under where we look at some uh, NFL games more specifically and look at some prop bets that you might want to uh, take part in. All right. So this first one, uh, you know that Blake Bortles was benched along with the offense coordinator being fired. So um, hard to expect anything from the Jackson Jack Jacksonville Jaguars offense this week. They'll be playing the Colts and Cody Kessler will be starting who was a career 0 and 8 as a starter. Mm. So the total passing yards for Cody Kessler has been set at 235. And the Colts have allowed fewer than 205 in their last two games. And Kessler is only thrown for 236 twice in his career. So over and under, over or under 235 passing yards for Cody Kessler. This is for this one game for this one game. Two games combined. <laughs> just one. Oh. Just one game. This time. This Boy. time. Man. I'm going under. I, I think they might run a wide receiver uh, reverse and he throw it to Kessler or somebody. I think the wide receiver might get more yards than Kessler in this game. Wow. And you know what? Real quick. That's horrible that the fact that they bench you for an 0-8 <laughs> starter. And your starting running back is suspended. But you get benched. Yeah. Are they trying to get Zion? All right. So, uh, Mr. Controversy, your team, the Bears. Hey, um, hey, be careful. Be careful. No, no, this, this, this isn't bad. So, um, Eddie Jackson was named Defensive Player of the Month for November. He has scored three touchdowns this year. Uh, two of them coming in the last two weeks. 
So the over under for his total touchdowns this season is at three and a half. So do you think he has three this year? So do you think he gets one more defensive touchdown Ugh. this year? Yeah, hell, he getting one against Eli, though. Yeah, he, he, he's getting one against Eli. I, I, I got him getting one tomorrow. Yeah, he, he's a ball hog. Hey, but I, he's going to break that record. He's a ball For the most defensive touchdowns in his, in his career watch. Yeah, he must have been a wide receiver in high school or something. I mean, a you know, running back or something. Because once he gets his hands on it. It's a wrap. Yeah, he get to that end zone. But the fact that he gets his hands on it, that's yeah. it. Uh, uh, my cousin would say he must be an alcoholic because as soon as he touched the ball, he get into that package though. All right, and the last one here is uh, Andrew Luck has thrown for three or more touchdowns in eight consecutive games. And he'll be going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, without Jalen Ramsey. So over or under 2.5 touchdowns over for Andrew Luck. Easy. Where are they playing at? They're playing in Man, they can play it big easy. Well, yeah, it might not even matter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think under. I say under. I think They're playing in Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville going to surprise them. I, hey, to throw touchdowns, you got to get the ball off. I don't see nobody. I don't see anyone on that um, defensive line out. I think they don't get pressure on them. I say under. I think Jacksonville wins this game. Yeah, I'm going over. All right. What you think, G? Well, I think like without having. Well, not having Ramsey might not make that much of a difference. Uh, the issue has been the offense. So basically, like, right, the offense would have to have this incredible game with right. Cody Kessler. With Cody Kessler. Wow. Okay, you asking for a lot. That's ridiculous well, to even. They asked for a lot, and <laughs> we've seen with the play call. Like even though, like with that game where Leonard Fournette and Shaq Lawson got ejected, the ball was still ruled. It was still ruled a catch inbounds. They have it first and goal on the one. Mm-hmm. They ended up with nothing. Right. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So that shows how inept this offense has been. And now you're going to go to a guy who's never won a game as a starter. Yeah. Nathan Peterman Jr. Can I change my pick? <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. That's going to wrap up Weekend Picks and Over and Under. We'll be right back with what's on our minds. There's a lot going on in the world, and your world is always changing. That's why it's important to stay connected. The latest news, the latest entertainment, the newest music. If it's in the air or on the air, it can be in the palm of your hand, wherever you are, with the iHeartRadio app. iHeartRadio. Over 1,500 live radio stations from across the country and over 15 million songs to create your own custom stations. Text IHR to 45495 to download the app or listen at iHeartRadio.com. Standard text and data rates apply. 
What's good, family? I'm Marlon Sucker Free Jones, a Sucker Free Life Double LC, and I'm locked in every Saturday to the best sports show on the planet, the Three Point Conversion, with no team or no players off limits. So let's talk sports, the best of the best, the worst of the worst, and everything in between. Can you dig that? It's time to get in the mind of Mr. Controversy and the intellectual with what's on my mind. We are back inside the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge. And it is time for What's On My Mind. And this next segment, What's On My Mind, is brought to you, or What's On My Mind is brought to you by Sucker Free Life LLC. Make sure you live your truth for the world to see because everyone can be sucker free. Make sure you purchase your apparel today on facebook.com forward slash LLC or sucker free life LLC. All right. This is that part of the segment where we get to talk about what is on our mind, what is bothering us. Do we understand or what don't we understand? Hey, just just let us holler. We don't vent. Men don't vent. But just get some stuff off our chest. Let me holler at you for a second. So, man, I'm watching this game. Uh, I'm watching the Bulls. They were playing San Antonio. And... They had a chance. Bulls had a ball, like 18 seconds left, down by one. At home. At home. Zach Levine has the ball. He's at, you know, he's at top of the. Uh, he's at the three-point line. He's dribbling. You know, waiting to dribble out. Ten seconds come by. You know, Wendell Carter tried to set a pick. Nah, move it away. Somebody else tried to set a pick. Nah, watch out. So I'm like, okay, oh snap. You know, you about to drive to the hole, maybe get fouled, you know, win the game. Or stop, pull up. He dribbles, he dribbles, he dribbles. Five seconds left, does a pump fake like he was going to shoot the ball, dribbles and, and shoot a step back, 32-foot, three-point. Why? I bring this up because you start to see this more and more in the NBA, why does every shot? Why does it? Whether it's a game winner at the end of the half quarter, has to be a dramatic three-point shot. What happened to taking the best shot? If it's eight seconds left, it's at the end of the quarter. Why don't I just drive, either pop for a fifteen-footer or go to the hole, whatever? Why do I have to dribble with two seconds left and do a step back, fadeaway three-point shot? 
Like, what is the point of that? We see it too many times. LeBron does it. Now, I don't understand. People say, well, this is the league of Steph Curry. Steph could do that because that's, that's his normal game. You know what I'm saying? Shoot threes. But everybody doesn't have to do that. Everything has to be dramatic, has to look good. You're down by one. Why would a three-pointer be the shot you take? Go ahead, G. I'm going to let you come in on this. Because <laughs> they saw Kobe do it. <laughs> and that's my thing, because they saw Kobe doing this. like Kobe, Steph, whatever. It doesn't make sense to me, man. Um, now, I can understand if you were on the road, you were down by two, and you're trying to win the game. You know, that's that was the old... That was what you was taught. You know, sometimes, hey, you don't want to go into overtime. Let's try to win it. We win. Hey, you hit the three-pointer good. If not, oh, well. But not when you down by one at home. And you got somebody you could draw past. But it seems like in the NBA, everybody want to take, want to take the dramatic shot all of the time. And it's killing me. You know, just watch NBA. Every time you'll see it. That's why I come in on... I commend Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is probably the only person that hadn't changed his game. He still shoot maybe four or five three-pointers a game, but mainly what you – and it, they're like rhythm shots. Mainly what do you see? Driving pop 15-foot shot. Maybe that's why he's always leading the scoring and top two player in the NBA. Because with this change in the NBA with three-point shots, his game hadn't changed at all. But I'm just tired of the dramatic flair. Everything has to be big and ooh and ah instead of just playing basketball and not worrying about being on social media because you hit an outstanding shot. That's what's on my mind. I guess it's on me. Do you feel me, though? I'm at, I, do you feel me? That's what I want to know. Um... Showtime at its best. Showing out is a uh, AAU on on the next level. Man, like we too grown for this, man. This... It's like these kids growing up. Uh, you know, how you play in the backyard and you shoot the ball and you say the name of your favorite player. They're all saying Kobe. I, I just feel like it's it's it's. I'm not blaming him, no, but I'm saying right. like it's the effect of right, right, seeing right, him right, do yeah. it. It's not, yeah. So okay, yeah, that that's the best shot for me, and it you know doesn't uh, matter how you've been coached or or actually what the play is, right? Like I need to drive the basket. Let's see if we can get a foul, or let's, you drive and kick it out to an open teammate for an open shot. The step back three is is an awful shot. Well, also to add to that is. Am I trying to actually win the game, or am I trying to make sports center? That's what it is. Now, forget so sports center. Just go viral. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm saying, they sports center is, is right. It's yeah. viral. That's yeah. what it is. You know, I'm like, come on, bro. It's, but yeah, that, that's that's the world we live in. So you know, it's, it is what it is. But um, I I I guess this is uh, what's on my mind. 
is, I guess you can say it's personal. Um, so Big Ten people, people in the Midwest, I'm giving you the disclaimer first. It's not personal against you. I have to say that because you'll understand why. It's personal to one of a good friend of mine. So I get a text last week after Jim Harbaugh poo-pooed once again. And I guess this is our way of saying Michigan, you, you did what we thought you would do. But 62 points put on you by Ohio State and good friend of mine, he's from Ohio and this is the text that he sends me after they win. Not before, but after. You know what it is. Buckeyes all the way. Big 10, best conference in America. Get out your feelings. This is what he tells me. So... I'm a factual guy. I don't really go back and forth with folks on the tit for tat. Because I just think that's, it's petty. You know, we've been doing this thing for a minute now and you all understand. We just, we just about to give you some facts to shut it all down. So I promptly go to my facts book and sent him a screenshot of this very scenario. Since 2003, the Big Ten has only one. Let me say that one more time. Only one championship, national championship. 2003, it was BCS, AP, and some other poll where they split it with LSU and USC was the national championship. Or was the national champion. And just to cut it short, the SEC has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And if you want to count the LS, LSU 2003 split championship with Southern Cal, that's it! <laughs> Ten national championships for the SEC in 15 years, and the Big Ten only has one. I'm going to take a line from Ben Roslinberger. Ben from the South the right to call it out like this. The ACC has more championships than you within that time span. The ACC? We still in the South, baby. Don't even really matter. So to my homeboy right now, don't wake up a giant because Holland Big Ten is the best conference and I noticed you didn't you didn't really respond to that so uh, 
Hmm. So all I got to say is uh, check the stat book before you say so. And that's what's on my mind. Just want to say this. Your boy, I don't know why he did that. But how many times we got caught giving money out for players to come to the SEC? All right, let's go ahead. Let's end the show. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Don't let me get the preaching up in here. <laughs> all right, if you hear this song music, you already know what it means. It is time to let you go. But before we let you go, we got a couple of shout-outs. And stay tuned because you might be one of them. First of all, I want to give a shout-out to Almighty God for giving me this platform, giving me um, this opportunity to do what I do, um, still keep me grounded, still behind my corner. I, I don't take it lightly, man. It's a platform to get up and talk my mess, make you upset, happy, want to give me the stop it button. Hey. I appreciate it. Thank you, God. Thank you, Raphael. <laughs> and I also want to thank our sponsors, Cinecus Barbershop and Sucker Free Life LLC. Also want to thank my special guest, Damian Adams from The Real Deal with Damian Adams and The Three Point Conversion and Dr. Fowler, Dr. Donald Fowler from The Orthopedic from Ortho Atlanta. I want to thank my co-host, H.O. Appreciate you, sir. Hey, man. I appreciate it, man. And, uh, hey, thanks to the big man above for allowing me to get up on Saturday morning to come out the bullpen. And uh, even in this dreary day to get down here safe, uh, very appreciative of that. I even had to stop at one of my favorite spots. And they did it right. And they did not run out of almond milk this mm. time so uh, shout out to the three point conversion and everybody who tuned in and listened shout out to the to the glue who holds it together G Money and shout out to Damien Dr. Fowler and all those who continue to support the three point conversion on Saturday and make sure you tune in on Wednesday for Sports Roundtable for some more hot takes sports where sports and entertainment meet 7 and 9 o'clock p.m. each and every Wednesday on The Real 1100 and SRTRadio.com. And I want to thank, um, also want to thank God for, like, blessing me with, you know, just car and everything like that. <clears throat> I could easily make my way over on Wednesday nights to do a certain show, but, hey, but I still thank God for the car, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, like, so if God blessed you with a car, <laughs> why hadn't you used it? <laughs> you wasting a blessing. Anyway, like thank my family and friends, my beautiful wife, lovely children, uncle, aunties, cousins, um, grandparents, godparents. Um, play cousins, brothers and sisters. Also, I want a uh, special shout out to D Intellectual and Crystal. Get well soon, Crystal Dayan. Uh, we miss y'all, and um, you know, looking forward to y'all coming back. 
Also, everybody who listened to the show, we appreciate you. Um, much love. Thanks for the support. And this weekend, love family. Eat good. Watch sports. Let family know you love them. Till then, same time, same show, same crazy host, same sports nonsense. Will you miss me? I'm out. Peace. Holla. You just got done listening to the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge. Be sure to follow us on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook accounts at the Three Point Conversion. And also make sure you check out our website, the3pointconversion.com. Be sure to follow us live and listen every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern.